0: You're listening to the Elevate Main Podcast. To learn more about Elevate, visit our website at www.elevate.org.ph. We hope you enjoy today's talk. Good afternoon, everyone. How are you doing right now? Okay, bakayo. chatter. are you happy parang hindi? How are you guys? Happy. Oh, thank you so much, bro. How are you guys, everyone? Kumasin naman? are you happy to be here? Me, I'm really, really so happy to be with you guys again. Before anything else, I wanna say hi to those that are joining us in Facebook and YouTube, especially those that are joining us from overseas, people from Singapore, Hong Kong, Bologna, Rome. Just imagine guys, we have satellites that are joining us from almost every continent in the world. And I have the privilege of helping them uh, to, you know, come to know the Lord even better. And right now, I give you guys greetings from our Elevate ICP. So, good afternoon, everyone again. Today, we're going to be continuing our series called Unashamed. And last week, uh, our brother Teach gave a powerful reminder about making disciples. You know what? It's such an amazing privilege to come together and just really be able to say, you know, we don't have to fear about our faith. We have so much freedom right now here in the Philippines that you could simply talk about God and not be scared to be thrown into prison. But not all of us believers have that privilege. Some people, when you go to Africa, when you go to China, they, when they do that, even when they meet, they're not sharing the gospel to someone, even though they just meet in a place like this, they can't because it will risk their lives. So, they, they go underground, they um, worship together um, in secret. And you know, sometimes we take advantage of the freedom that we have, and that's why we're not going to be able to fully uh, be brave, or as the, the series title says, unashamed of our faith. Sometimes even talking to your classmate about God makes you shy and go back Maybe even representing God to your family or even to your helpers at home. We become shy of that. But I pray that through the series, the Holy Spirit would speak to each and every one of us and that we will all be unashamed. Because the message that we have is so powerful. It is so important that it can change lives. It can change entire countries and it can change the world. Why don't we open this time in a word of prayer? Lord, our dear Heavenly Father, we thank You so much because, Lord, You have given us the privilege and the freedom to come together and to worship You and to hear about Your Word without fear of being uh, imprisoned or even killed. And Lord, right now, I pray that You would just allow us to hear from You, speak to us, open our hearts wherever we are, whether we're here in the CCF Center or watching at home, or watching with friends, Father God, I pray that You would just really speak to us in a mighty way. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. So, today our topic is simple. Can you say this with me? Live out the faith that You declared. Again, can you say it with me? Live out the faith that You declared. And. For the past couple of weeks, we've been going through the main passage in Matthew 28, verse 19 to 20. It says, "'Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age." And we went through uh, phrase by phrase or even word for word of the highlights of this passage. Today, our passage will be Emphasizing on this one, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Who among you have been baptized? And yeah. wow, praise God! Um, and you know what? It's an amazing experience, right? When you go to a retreat, you attend True Life, whether you attend it um, physical in a MMRC or, or a retreat place, or maybe here. And then at the end, we have a pool and then we have a baptism ceremony. It's an amazing opportunity, but let me just give you a quick recap of what baptism is. You see, baptism is a public declaration of an inward change in belief. It's not something magical, that you're a new person already once you go into that swimming pool, and then you're gonna be transformed. No, baptism basically is a demonstration of that. Something has already changed in you, and you want the whole world to know that change. It's just like a wedding ring. Even though you don't have the wedding ring with you, it doesn't change the fact that you're already married. It's a symbol of something that has already happened. And I pray that today you will have a better understanding of what baptism is because Jesus Himself got baptized. He demonstrated to us the importance of baptism. So the question is, when should I be baptized? Basically, it's very simple. Number one, if you have heard about the gospel, you have heard that Jesus loves you, that He died on the cross, and He rose again to pay the penalty of your sin and my sin, and you believe in that. And then that already gives you the right to be baptized. Very simple. You've heard the gospel and you believe it, then you should be baptized. You see, baptism is not a requirement or a means to go to heaven. It means that if you don't get baptized, no, I cannot enter heaven. No, that's not the case. It's also not a ceremony to become a member of a church or a religion. No, it's not. Again, what is it? It's a public declaration of an inward change in belief. So how do we do baptism? Basically, uh, baptism is done by completely immersing a person in water. We ask the person two things, very important. Number one is, have you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? And He declares it to everyone that's that's watching, whether it's a pool or a river or whatnot. Some people do it in a beach, and it's very nice. Um, And then the second question is this, do you commit to follow Him for the rest of your life? And for me, that's so important because you're declaring upon everybody watching there that, you know, I'm now a follower of Jesus, and I'm committing the rest of my life to follow Him. So the question is, why should I be baptized? Number one, it is an act of obedience because it is a command to get baptized. Next, it's an act of an identification. Now, I belong to Jesus. During the old times, in the um, ancient times, during when Jesus was still alive, people, baptism was a norm. It was nothing special only for Christians. It was actually, for example, if I'm a teacher, they call them rabbi, um, I would do baptism every now and then so that everybody would know that when I baptize somebody, Now this person is now my follower. That's what baptism is all about. Now you're identifying that you belong to that teacher. And now what we do is that when you get baptized, you identify yourself as a Christ follower. Next, it is an act of commitment that you're committing, that this faith that I have found, this faith that I believe in, I am committing to live by it, to follow Jesus for the rest of my life. And finally, as an act of witness. You're not doing it for show because it's the cool thing during that time, but simply because now with the people watching you, you're saying, you know, we're going to live this Christian life together. We're going to be able to follow Jesus together. You know what? Um, I lived or I got baptized when I was in first year high school, the very first time. and. Unfortunately, wala pang Facebook ng time na yun, so wala wala, wala kumahanap na picture. But I got rebaptized quite recently, uh, about 2017, when I had the opportunity to go to the Holy Land Tour and in the Jordan River. Just imagine where Jesus got baptized. I had the privilege of again declaring God's goodness and grace and recommitting. said, Lord, you know what? I'm going to follow you. And that's what baptism is all about. But you know what? Following Jesus doesn't end with baptism. For many people, they attend a retreat at True Life. They were so excited that they found that, wow, Jesus loves me. And He did so many things to show that. He died on the cross and He's helping me to overcome sin. And because they were so happy and nothing wrong with that, it helps us now to wonder what happens next. If people go to the retreat, 300 of you guys go to the retreat, or maybe a conference of 1,000, where is the others now? Many people got baptized, but sad that not everybody stays. Not everybody remains committed because they think that, you know what? Oh, I'm saved anyways. I can live the life that I want to, enjoy everything. I'm going to heaven. But you see, following Jesus doesn't end with baptism. You see, many people, they've been baptized, but what? They're living a good life, but as if God isn't real. They attended the retreat. They did so many things there. They uh, met with a D group and all of that. But then after a while, they started going back to normal. They started living the life. But as if God is no longer present in their life. Next, there is no desire to spend time with God. Maybe attend Sunday service or youth service once in a while, but there is no desire anymore to spend time with God. There's no not actively sharing your faith with others. The question is, when was the last time you actually shared the gospel? For the past two weeks, you've been challenging you, don't be scared. Share the gospel, tell somebody about Jesus, bring them to unite. And you know, that's what's the most amazing thing. Two more weeks and we celebrate another anniversary. Praise God, right? Um, Yeah, praise God. And our challenge right now is you start praying, caring, and sharing to the people you want to be able to bring. Because you know what? God could change their lives too. Maybe you've been attending Elevate for a long time. But still, you haven't started your own D-group. Or, you've been living in sin. And you've been thinking, you know what? Nobody really knows. It's not hurting anyone. I'm just enjoying life. But you know what? Following Jesus doesn't end with just baptism. It's an every single day decision to follow the Lord. And I pray that today, as we discover what it means to be unashamed, what it means to actually live for Christ, we 're going to be able to have our lives change and our decisions change, resulting to our actions being changed. In Second Peter chapter one, um, you know the book of Second Peter is amazing. Just imagine Peter, one of the closest friends of Jesus, the disciple that really was action-packed in the whole of the Gospels. He was basically, I think, one of the most famous ones. And this is a time when he's about to die. He knew it, that he, sooner or later, his time has come, and he was not wrong. Just a few years after this, he was crucified upside down for the Lord. And most likely, he wrote this in prison. And this was basically his last preaching, last encouragement to the people that he was writing to. And he says, Simon Peter, a bondservant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have received a faith of the same kind as ours. So he's writing this to all the believers. Where? By righteousness of God, our God, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God, of Jesus, our Lord. And he goes on to say, you know what? This is God's blessing, and I want you to grow in the knowledge of God. I want you to grow in love with Jesus because it's something sure. It's something that we could hold on to. Again, our topic for today is to live out the faith that you declared. And I love how Peter really shared this. And we're going to be looking at and jumping between 2 Peter and First Peter, and really seeing how Peter encouraged the people during that time to live out the faith that they have and why it's worth it. You see, being unashamed leads us to, be, to have a growing belief. We're just going to be looking at three simple points of what it means to be unashamed, what it means to actually really follow Jesus. The first one is to have a growing belief belief. It's not enough that you just go to church once in a while, but that you develop a personal relationship with God, that you yourself go into your room, read your Bible every day, and you talk to God every day. That's what it means to have a growing belief. In 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3-4, to 4, it says, "'Seeing that His divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness, through the knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and excellence. For by this, He has granted to us His precious and magnificent promise so that by them you may become partakers of divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust. God is saying, I have given you everything that you need in order to you to live a life that is holy. I have given you everything that you need in order to you to become Christ like. And that's the beautiful thing. Sometimes we think to ourselves, Kuya J.C. is super up. You don't know my friends. You don't know my family. It's so hard to become a Christian around them. You don't know the traffic in the Philippines. You don't know the government in the Philippines. It's so hard to become a Christian today. But you know what? The Bible tells us that God has provided for us the ability and the resource for us to live out becoming Christ-like. Granted to us everything turning to life and godliness. You know, in my life, I've seen this cycle to be true. The more that I know God, the more I study His Word, the more I spend time in the Bible, the more I love Him. And the more I love him, the more easy, the easier it is to obey him. But if I don't spend time with the Bible, then it becomes easier to be distracted. It becomes easier to, you know, just do nothing. It's easier to live in sin. It's easier to do as the world does. But the thing is, for me to grow in belief, to me, to become more intimate with the Lord, I have to actually spend time with Him, and God has already provided that to you. And just imagine this, the Word of God, as a love letter. I don't know about you, but if somebody writes me a love letter, I would read it over and over again. Mag good morning lang yung text siyoyon ng crush niyo, is screenshot niyo pa siyoyon sa friends niyo. na good morning siya sa ngayon, o You see, we celebrate those small things, but God has displayed to you so many things already. He has written to you and proven to you how much He has loved you. Why don't you grow in your relationship with God? Know Him, love Him, obey Him. And then because you obey Him, you want to know Him even more. You see, even if you read the same passage in Scripture over and over again, I've been a Christian by God's grace for what? half of my life, more than half of my life. And still, when I read the Bible, I find something new. I'm always encouraged and I always go back and fall deeper in love with God. You see, the next one is being unashamed leads us to a changing behavior. Tell your seatmate, you will change. Amen. You will change. Kung hindi I mean you've been a follower of Jesus at hindi ka that's gonna be scary. Just imagine if your parents have another child, di ba? sila, baby super cute, but after five years, ganun yung niya. Parang, wait long, is there something wrong? Because a baby, you're expecting it to grow you're expecting a baby to change. It cannot remain the same, right? In the same way, in your relationship with God, you can't remain the same when you first met Him. Because if you're not changing, you have to ask yourself, have I actually have a genuine encounter with the Lord? Because if there's no then maybe you're not actually a Christian. And that's a scary thought. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 5 to 6 says, Now, for this very reason also, applying all diligence in your faith, supply with moral excellence, and in your moral excellence, knowledge, and your knowledge, self-control, in your self-control, perseverance, in your perseverance, godliness, and in your godliness, brotherly kindness, and in your brotherly kindness, love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they render you neither useless nor unfruitful. The true knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, for he who lacks these qualities is what? Blind or short-sighted, having forgotten his purification from his former sins. You know, as we follow Jesus, we should become more and more like him. I, I like this picture of what qualities we have. When we become more and more like Jesus, there's a growing g- goodness in us. We become better. Parang yung parents mo masasabi, bakit parang bumabait ka? ba parang? ng maglinis ng plato. You're cleaning your room even before they tell you. You know, because it comes natural. The goodness of the change of the character, there is godliness, there's an increase in knowledge. There is self-control. You're able to say no to upsize. You're able to say no to those things that, um, the cravings that you have. You're able to say no to sin. Kung dati, it's so easy for you to just, you know, to sin, to lie, to cheat, to open questionable sites. But right now, there is that side of you that says, wait, I shouldn't be doing that. Because there is a change, the Holy Spirit is working in you. You might not be victorious every single time, but you're able to know that, you know what, I'm able to say no now. If before I was simply a slave to sin, living a life of just myself and gratifying all my desires, now I have a desire to gratify Jesus. And that's the most amazing thing about coming to know the Lord. There's family affection. Just imagine, you're starting to love your family, you're starting, maybe your parents are not yet followers of Jesus, and now you have a desire. I want them to know Jesus too. I want my friends to come to know the Lord. I want my family members to come to know the Lord. Even my titas, my titos, lola, lola. There's endurance. Even though it's hard. Even though it's challenging, God is saying, you know what, you can endure. First Peter chapter 1, verse 13 to 14 um, says, Therefore, prepare your minds for action. Keep sober in spirit. Fix your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the former lusts which were yours in your ignorance. And this is what the Bible tells us. This is what Peter is telling us. You know what? Don't be conformed to your past. You don't have to be. Don't be conformed to your past self because you are now a new person. The old has gone. The new has come. You know, the power of Jesus and this is something that can only happen to someone that fully commits to the Lord. Fully says, you know what, I believe that Jesus loves me. He died on the cross and He, what, rose again. If you fully believe that and you give your life to Him, these changes can happen. There is victory in this. First Peter 15 to 16 tells us, but like the Holy One who called you, be holy yourselves also. In all your behavior, because it is written, you shall be holy for what? God is holy. We need to be holy because God is holy. And what do you mean by holy? It means set apart. Something that, you know what? I'm not sure about this generation, but when I was growing up, we would have special items at home that can only be brought out if they are guests. Like... Expensive China, etc. And then what happens was, oh, this is only for guests. But then, pag dumami sila paper plates, so di ba? Um, but what happens now um, is the same thing, right? God is saying you now are set apart. You're holy. You are to be used no longer for normal day-to-day human stuff. You are to be used by God, and that's why every Saturday we challenge people sign up. Be a volunteer, whatever your gifting is. A while ago, when we were playing bingo, I heard there are a lot of you that are gifted in music. Have you actually thought about signing up and being part of the music team? Maybe, Kuya JC, I'm not gifted in anything. Maybe you just haven't tried. Start helping out in ushering. You know, we are created to be servants. We are created to be part of the church, and that is Being unashamed. Of course it starts here. And then you need to carry that name outside. Carry that name when you're driving. Carry that name when you're commuting. Carrying that name when you do schoolwork. Do you have a signature of excellence or basta bara bara na lang? Remember, you represent Jesus now. And that's why your work needs to be excellent. You see, our behavior should reflect that of Jesus, and what is it? Holy, set apart. When people look at you, they should see Jesus. Why is that person always happy? Baluna ba siya? No. They're happy because you have faith in the Lord, and you know that no matter what circumstance you're in, you could have hope. Why is that person always excellent? Why? Because your master is not to have the high grade. But your master or your goal is to be able to please the Lord with all that you do. Why do you obey your parents agad-agad? Because they're not your chief authority. God is. And you know that the Bible tells us, honor your parents. You see, you represent Jesus. You're not only representing Jesus when you talk about Him. You're representing Jesus when you live. Because you are a Christian. What you do will display who Jesus is. Will you bring shame to Him? You know, the picture of being an ambassador, you are no longer allowed to make your own opinions heard because you always carry the the name of the country, of the president that you go to. And that's why the same thing for us. You are ambassadors of Jesus. You see, being unashamed readies us for Buffeting. Hindi po to buffeting. Okay? Uh, it's This is buffeting. So I, I know sometimes, wow, may kainan. No? Dibas sa heaven, madam min kainan. When you share the gospel, the Bible tells us there is a great banquet in heaven. Hindi ba may pakain sa heaven every time somebody comes to know the Lord. But this is not that. This is buffeting. Kujay siang lalim. Buffeting. In other words, it readies us for suffering. You know, unlike other religions or other faiths. The Bible is no stranger or isn't gonna tell you, oh, it's all gonna be good. When you become a Christian, everything's gonna be amazing. There's no more problems. Hindi canapapa or all of that. The Bible actually tells us that when you become a Christian, expect more hardship. When you become a Christian, expect more suffering. When you become a, a Christian, expect more pain. I ayoko na maging Christian, but you know what? It's worth it. When you do that, you can see when pain comes, when suffering comes, when hardship comes. It's God molding your character. It's God training you to become more and more like Jesus, shifting yourself away from you. It prepares you, readies you for buffeting. First Peter 1 Peter 1.6-7 says, In this you greatly rejoice, even though now, for a little while it is necessary. You have been distressed by various trials, ibang klasing problema, so that the proof of your faith being more precious than gold, which is perishable, even though tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. This is the most amazing thing. The Bible, again, is no stranger. He says, when you follow Jesus, it will be hard. But what will happen? There will be rejoicing. In hardship, there will be rejoicing. In pain, there will be rejoicing. And that is only possible when you have Jesus. Maybe many people would think, naman yun. Somebody that just discovered that they have cancer is able to rejoice and say, Thank you, Lord. Just imagine that. Somebody that just lost a loved one, say, Thank you, Lord. Somebody whose business just failed, says, Thank you, Lord. Rejoice. Because they understand that God is in control and that He works all things for His good. You see, being a follower of Jesus, when you know Him and you trust Him, it, prefer, it really prepares you for hardship. Before, when you have hardship and you don't know Jesus, sobrang sakit. Because you know what? Being with Jesus and being without Jesus will both give you hardships in life because this life isn't easy. But the difference is, when you're with Jesus, you're at peace. Kahit ganu pa kahirap yan. Because He prepares you for hardship. You see, uh, last year I was given the privilege to go to um, Africa. Let's make make it uh, broad. And in Africa, what do you call this? uh, Our views of Africa gives you safaris of, um, what do you call this? Really nice gardens or uh, wildlife, etc., But I didn't go to that side of Africa. I went to a place that is more remote, a place that you have to get uh, vaccines in order for you to be protected because yellow fever is rampant, polio is rampant. And when I was interacting with people, literally, their eyes are yellow. Parang, Parang snakes or whatnot, because they were sick. They barely had enough food to eat, and it was a hard times for them. But you know what? Some of them have been leaders that they received the gospel, they embraced the gospel, and they became so passionate to bring the gospel to back to their villages. So I removed their faces um, for their protection. But you know what? Their lives there are hard. Some of them, their families, turned them away. Some of them lived in prison for a long while. Some of them were even murdered, killed for their faith in Jesus. But they continue to hold on it. They continue to be unashamed, telling everyone about the Lord. Just this afternoon, I received a text that one of our ministry partners in another country Um, they receive a visit from the police asking about the ministry that's happening there. You see, following Jesus in a different world, that doesn't give you so much freedom. is scary, but they don't allow that fear. They don't allow those restrictions to stop them from being unashamed. They know that their families can turn away from them. They know that life is going to be even more difficult, but they continue to live a life that honors and glorifies God. Why? Because they know it's worth it. Because they know that if one person hears that message, their lives can change. Not only can their lives change, their eternity can change. Why are we so ashamed? at sharing the gospel. When the power and the message that you have is so powerful that it can change the destiny of the, your loved ones. Why are we so ashamed to be called pastor? Why are we so, so ashamed to be called, Uy, uh, ang holy mo naman. Why are we so ashamed to make, be made fun of when that should actually be an honor for each and every one of us. Because why? You're representing Jesus. You're representing the King of Kings and the message that He has can reach somebody. Somebody in your sphere of influence. Somebody in your house. Somebody in your class. But you're not speaking. You're not representing Jesus. It's heavy, but it's a truth. Following Jesus needs you to be unashamed. Following Jesus needs you to say, I want to grow. I want to be able to change my character. And I want to be ready for suffering. But it also needs you to speak. It needs you to be the salt and light of the people that is closest to you. Because what if nobody else shares the gospel to them? Where will they go? They will go to hell. And there will be no more hope after they die. The sad thing is, if they don't know Jesus right here while they're alive, there's no more hope for them. It's, done, it's a done deal. Recently, one of my titas passed away. And I couldn't bring comfort to the family because I know that she doesn't know Jesus. Do I feel more superior? Of course not. I feel sorry for her. But what about the people that she left behind? There is hope. There is hope for them. If I become unashamed and tell them, Luke 21, 12 to 13 says, but before all these things, they will lay their hands on you and will persecute you, delivering you to the synagogue and prisons, bringing you before kings and governors for my name's sake. It will lead to an opportunity for your testimony. Just imagine your suffering, your hardship, their ridicule can lead to the honor and glory of God. If you speak up, if you share your testimony, if you share the gospel, Sometimes it's just so easy. You know what? Just go to Unite. But you know what? God calls us not just to invite people. God calls us to be the deliverers of His message. God calls us, you know, you've been baptized. Now you share the gospel. Because other people can experience that glory. You will not experience the power of God, the love of God as much as it is, if you're not sharing it to others. There's a different kind of victory. There's a different kind of love when you go out and proclaim the salvation belongs to God. It continues, but you will be betrayed even by parents and brothers and relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death and you will be hated by all because of me. Are you ready to be hated by all? Are you ready to be left out by your parents? Are you ready to be said, you're no longer part of this family because you believe in Jesus? I hope that you will be. Because for so many of us, especially here in the Philippines, we live so comfortable lives. There is no urgency. Guys, Jesus is coming again soon. We don't know when. It can be tonight, it can be tomorrow, next year, 10 years from now, but it should not matter. You should be sharing the gospel so actively to anyone and everyone because it will change their eternity. Live out the faith that you've declared. Live out the faith you declared. You know what? It's sad if that's what you're thinking now. Because, yes, it's hard. There will be a lot of work. There will be a lot of hardships. There will be pain, but it is worth it because the life here on earth, guys, it's like 80 years, a hundred years, but eternity, that's forever. That's a million, thousands of years multiplied over. Do you really want to enjoy 80 years, a hundred years, but suffer for the rest of your life? Wouldn't you wanna enjoy eternity with the loved ones that you have? Or are you just willing to say, you know what? I'm okay to have eternity alone. Ang ba? If you really love the people the way you say you love them, share the gospel. Share the gospel. You know what? In spite of that suffering, in spite of that pain, look at the promise. Yet not a hair of your head will perish. By your endurance, you will gain your lives. By your endurance, you will gain your lives. Isn't that an amazing promise? That in spite of your hardships, in spite of your pain, in spite of all those ridicule, God is saying, I will protect you. And you will gain life that's an amazing promise you see in a world that lives for likes hearts and verification we are called to be different and live for jesus you know when i am guilty of this whenever i post that's why i post very rare i'm tempted lagi pa nagpost ako Sa-check ko every 5 minutes means in every minute How, Ilan na nag like Because we want that satisfaction. We want people to say, you know what? Yes, I agree with you. But the message of the gospel isn't so agreeable. Telling people, you're wrong, you're going to hell. Nobody wants to hear that. But it's the truth. It's the truth. We want to be liked. We want to be loved. We want to be verified. You want to be social influencer. But for you to do that, you have to say the right things. You have to look the right way or else it won't be successful for you. But following Jesus is not about likes, loves, or verification. It's costly. It's costly. And I pray that we will be able to say, you know what? I don't care about the likes. I don't care about all that love. I don't care about the verification. I care about getting that message across. And it's not us saying this in a way that, ah, oh, it's going to be telling people, malika, malika, malika. No, it all has to be with a signature of love. You have to tell them in a way that is loving because people are searching for love. People are searching for acceptance. And that can be found in Jesus through you. Will you be that channel? Will you be that vessel to tell people that there is hope in this life? There will be hardships, there will be pain, but you don't have to do it alone because Jesus will be and can be with you. You see, let me summarize the three points. Being unashamed leads us to a growing belief. Your relationship needs to grow every single day. Go to the Lord. Mahalin mo siya ng lalo. When you know Him, you learn to love Him, and then you learn to obey Him. Being ashamed leads us to a changing behavior. Kung dati hiya hiya ka, etc. doesn't have to be drastic na parang, what do you call this, si darna na. What do you call this? Take one bato. Sayman, darna. Bagun taoka na. No, it doesn't work that way. Changing means every single time. Slow but sure. God can use you. All throughout the Bible, you could see characters that God used slowly. Gideon, he started small, small things. He did things at the night. And that's my challenge for you. Be unashamed. Start with small things because God can and use you. And He readies you for suffering, belief, behavior, and buffeting. You see, we can be unashamed because of our assurance in Jesus. Why? Why will I be unashamed? It's because of Jesus. If you know Him, you love Him, you obey Him. Let's look at the Bible. It says, Therefore, brethren, be all the more diligent to make certain about His calling and choosing you. Let me say that again. He's calling and choosing you. For as long as you practice these things, you will never stumble. For in this way, the entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, will be abundantly supplied to you. That is God's promise. The calling and choosing of you, and He will help you. We do this because we know that God will be glorified. It continues, and though you have not seen Him. I, I love this passage in 1 Peter 1, 8 and 9. It says, and though you have not seen Him, you love Him, and though you do not see Him now, but believe in Him, you greatly rejoice with inexpressible and full of glory, obtaining as the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls." Why do we do this? Because God saved you. Guys, you were supposed to go to hell. That eternity that you have right now, assurance that you will go to heaven, it's because of Jesus. And we do it as our response who He is. I pray that we will put our faith in God and that would cause us to be unashamed. The message that you've heard, the message that changed your life, can change somebody else's life too. But why are you keeping it? Why are you keeping it to yourself? You were so happy when you had that baptism in that retreat, you were so happy and said, Wow, I'm surrounded by Christians. I'm declaring that Jesus is my Lord. You're surrounded by people you've spent three days with, and your lives was changed, you were touched, um say some message. And then you said, You know what? I'm gonna declare. Put myself underwater. But Christianity and following Jesus doesn't end with that pool. It needs to be lived out. It needs to be spread. And you can be that person. You can be that person to tell your brother, Lord." you can be that person to change that security guard that welcomes you every morning. You can be that person to be used by God to start a movement in your school. You can be that person. You don't need to be full-time in order for you to be used by God. You can be a student. You can be a son. You can be a daughter. God can use you. You just have to step out in faith and say. I'm not going to let this fear stop me. I am not going to care whether they think funny of me, they say bad things behind my back, or even in front of me. Because Jesus is more important. Because I know that this message can change their lives. This message can change their eternity. If that message can change somebody's life, if that message can change somebody's eternity, why are we so ashamed? Why are we so ashamed? I pray that you won't be ashamed and that you would grow in belief and in love and obedience to the Lord. That it would change your character And it will prepare you for suffering, ready for whatever hardship that will come your way. May you live out that faith that you declared, because somebody's life could change by you speaking out. Let's pray. Our dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much. Thank you for what you have done on the cross. Thank you for just changing my life, changing our lives, and changing our eternity. Lord, we're sorry if there's many times that we've been scared to step out in faith. If there are many times that we've lived our own lives, we lived in sin, and we lived as if there was no God. Lord, help us to trust in You. Help us, Lord God, no longer to be bogged down by fear, to believe in the lies of the enemy, but yet, Lord God, to maximize every opportunity to be the salt and to be the light of the world. I pray that we will be able to take every opportunity and even make opportunities, Lord God, to proclaim that there is hope in Jesus. And that there is power in His name for the salvation of those who believe. Remove our fears and help us to step out because You are a God that loves. And You give us second chances, even if You failed. And Lord, I also pray that You would equip each and every one of us here. And help us, Father God, to be able to, to know the right words. You promise that you will fill in the words. I pray, Father God, for those that want to be able to declare. If they're not and they want to declare it, Lord, I pray that they will step out and boldly declare that Jesus is God, that their lives are no longer themselves, but it belongs to you. Protect us, Father God, from sin. Protect us, Father God, from the evil one. And help us, dear God, to be unashamed because there is so much power in your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you guys. We'd love to stay connected with you, so make sure to subscribe to our podcast or connect with an Elevate group through our website. See you at our next podcast.